0: We're reading from John 20. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw the stone had been removed from the entrance. She came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead.
1: Well, thank you so much, Gemma. And welcome, everyone. It's so good to see you at uh, church today on Easter Sunday. Happy Easter. Christ is risen. He is risen. That's exactly right. Well done. Okay, we've just heard what happened. Now what's going to happen is we are going to act it out, all right? So I need a Peter, a John, and a Mary Magdalene. Kids, who's in? Sophie, Jacob, well done. You put your hand up. And yes, you can come up. Okay, round of applause for these three. Okay, Narelle, can you come on out? That's great. Now, who wants to be Mary Magdalene? Okay, all right. Now, Narelle. Can you do your honors? Okay, Mary's over here. Can you get her dressed? All right, now we need Peter. All right, Jacob, come over here. This is you. This is you being Peter, all right? I'm sure Peter would've worn a Hawaiian shirt if he wanted to, if he had one. I mean, he was a fisherman, so there you go. All right, and here we have John. Now, the important thing, John, that I want to tell you is that you are a faster runner than Peter, all right? Just just bear that in mind, okay? Peter, Peter's a bit slower, he's a bit older. He's had too much fish and chips, I think. All right, okay. Okay, would you just mind moving that out of the road? Thank you very much. All right, so that's very good. Okay, so we have Mary, Peter, and John. So, you've heard the story, You, you know what happens, right? Now it's, I want you to imagine this is the tomb where Jesus was buried, okay, here's the tomb. It's very early on Sunday morning, and it's dark. It's dark, (laughs) thank you, all right, okay, (laughs) okay. All right, so we begin, first of all, now, with Mary walking to the tomb. Now, you do know how to get to the tomb, don't you? You begin, you go all the way down there, right to the back of the church. You have to go right along the side, and then you have to come all the way up. You better begin, hey, this way, this way, this way. Don't forget your way. It's, I know it's in the dark. Okay, so Mary's on her way early in the morning. The reason why she's on her way, of course, is because she has a concern to anoint Jesus' body. Joseph of Arimathea and... and um, and uh, Nicodemus did it on Friday, but you know, maybe she thinks they're just men, they don't know how to do it properly. You can't get through, you've got to go down there, right down to the end, right down to the end. Don't lose your way. Sarah, can you help put her in the right direction? That's good. Alexa, you be a guard over there. All right, that's good. Point her in the right way. Angel's helping. There you go. Mary's making her way to the tomb now. All right, now maybe it was that Mary just thought the men didn't do it right. Who knows? Possibly, all right, so here she is. She's coming up, she's coming up in the morning and just slow down, slow down here. All right, you guys just stand over there for a moment. All right, so we read, early on the first day of the week while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. Come on up, Mary. And she saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance, turn around, look shocked. No, that way, that way, that way. All right, very good, okay, all right. Now, I want you to look amazed. Oh, <laughs> pretty similar to shocked. But they, I mean, well, they are very similar. Okay, so Mary went running to Simon Peter. No, 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 that way, you have gotta go all the way down. You're running, 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 running. Running Mary, running, because you're so shocked and amazed. There she goes, she can't help herself. It's hard to run with headdresses on, but no doubt Mary found this, all right. She's making a way, all right. Now Simon Peter, you're about, about to be here, all right. So here comes Mary, she's running up on this morning. It's very, very exciting. She came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, can't guess who wrote this, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> and she said, ready, in a loud voice, they've taken the Lord away. They've
0: taken the Lord away.
1: And we don't know where they've put him. And we do know where they've put him. Okay, now, was that right, what she said? That someone's actually taken the Lord away and they didn't know, she didn't know where they've put him? Is that right? Well, it was her best guess to try and make sense of the fact. She did not think, she didn't even believe, she didn't even entertain the possibility that Jesus would have risen from the dead. All she knows is she went to the tomb, she saw beforehand where he was buried because she had gone with Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus on the Friday, she'd been one of the women who went with them to the tomb. She'd seen where Jesus was laid in the tomb She'd been there, she'd seen it, she was a witness to all of this. She, in other words, when she went back on that morning, she didn't go to the wrong tomb, right? Not a new one for Joe Bloggs, who's yet to cark it, all right? She went to the right tomb, but he wasn't there. So she's just thinking, someone must have taken him away. So she's inventing a bit of a story to make the best sense of the facts as she knows them at the time, all right? Okay, but then Peter and John, started for the tomb, so you guys are running off. Peter's starting first. Okay, we're gonna do this in slow motion, all right. So here we go, not that slow, okay. Thank you, all right, you're running, 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 Peter, sort of not marching, running. Ru- imagine you're running, Mat- try and imagine, okay, very good. All right, um, so both were running and, or oh, Peter's slowing down, because he's, he's puffing and wheezing, Peter. You're puffing and wheezing, you're slowing yeah, You've got a bit of a stitch. Hold your side. And John's, John, oh, there he goes. John is overtaking him. He's running up. John, is, he's, he's younger. He hasn't had as many fish and chips, hasn't clogged the arteries. Peter, just slow down a bit, just very, very slow motion. There, you're not having a heart attack. Just slow, pause, pause, pause there. Come on up, John. Now, okay. John went into the tomb. And you look in. Okay, you look in, actually you don't go in, you're just standing at the entrance, but you're looking in and you see see strips of linen lying there, but you don't go in. All right, turn around. Now Peter's coming in. Peter arrives and he came alongside him and he went straight into the tomb. All right, and (laughs) he saw strips of linen lying there. Any strips of linen? Oh, strips of linen and... As well as that, a cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded separately from the linen. Okay, so Peter, come on out. Now, Peter, I wonder if you could hold up the strips of linen and the grave clothes, the, the, the head shroud for everyone to see, okay. Very good, okay. And Peter, now I'm, I'm, you're trying to make sense of this. You're scratching your head, because you don't believe. All right, okay finally the other disciple who had reached the tomb first John all right he also went inside and he when he went inside he saw and believed okay John I want you to turn around I want you to give a very believing look (laughs) all right like you believe this you're convinced right Peter you're just confused look confused okay all right very good okay now they still had not understood from scripture that jesus had to rise from the dead so the disciples went back to where they were staying quick quick quick! okay go quickly 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 you're going back going back going back going back peter and john return okay and now the sun is coming up the sun is the sun is coming up oh beautiful okay all right now We have three witnesses here, turn around, face everyone. Everyone saw the stone rolled away, but there were three different reactions. Mary saw the empty tomb, and she thought Jesus was still dead. I want you to look a bit sad, Mary. And she thought people must have robbed the tomb and taken away the body. Peter saw the empty tomb and the grave clothes Almost as if Jesus had passed through those and then unround his head covering and folded it up. All right. But Peter didn't know what happened, and it was a puzzle to him. Yes, very good. Okay. John saw, John saw, and he believed that Jesus had risen. That's a very believing look. Thank you very much. Okay. Round of applause for our volunteers and. Thank you very much. What happened next? Jacob, you have to take these off somehow. All right, what happened next? We're about to find out with our next Bible reading. Thank you very much.
0: Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and she saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I do not know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned around and saw him, and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I'm ascending to my father and your father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I've seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her.
2: Minis can go out to their program now if you'd like.
1: All right, thank you, Gemma. Now that was a beautiful moment, a beautiful moment, and it was also funny. I don't know if you picked that up. Um, Mary Magdalene mistook the resurrected Jesus for a gardener. Um, We have been journeying through Easter on Thursday night. We heard Jesus' prayer on Friday morning, his cry, and today, his answer. And what we heard gets simpler and simpler. On Thursday night, it was a whole chapter for his prayer. On Friday, it was his cry was only three words, it is finished. And today, we have a one word answer when Jesus simply says Mary's name. He just says, Mary, and then that's it. One word which said so much to her and which says so much to us, one word which answers so many questions for herself and us. Well, if that's the answer, what are the questions? Well, three questions and three hats, one for each question. Okay, first of all, the deer stalker. Okay, so this is Mary's question. What happened, what happened to Jesus? All right. Um, Mary knew that Jesus was buried. She had seen it. There's the stone at the tomb. Mary had followed Joseph of Arimathea and Pilate to the tomb, of course. She didn't go to a wrong tomb. But now, Mary is wondering the question, and she doesn't quite know the answer. And she's scratching her head with her fingers there. And she's asking the question, where is he? And she doesn't know the answer. So that's a rough Mary. Okay, she doesn't know the answer at all. Okay, and Twice she gives her explanation of her events. And the only explanation we've heard was that she thought the tomb had been robbed and that people had taken away Jesus' body and probably dumped it somewhere else. So her question is, what happened to him? Twice she gives her explanation, first of all to the angels whom she sees in the tomb. Now, it's weird that she doesn't go, whoa, angels, whoa, something's happened. She is so overcome with grief she just says her explanation. They've taken my Lord away, and I don't know where they've put him. And then, amazingly, she says it to Jesus himself. He appears, he's standing there. Sir, if you've carried him away, now she's embellishing a story because <laughs> she thinks he, he was a gardener and he was in on it. You know. So if you've carried him away, um. Tell me where you've put him and I will get him. So Mary's asking this question, what on earth has happened to him? Um, And with one word, uh, Jesus answers the question. He just says, Mary, (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) Um, Oh, it's you. This is our question too, isn't it? What's happened to Jesus? Um, Back in 2010, or 2014, Narelle and I and Sally, we went to England. We'd never been there before and we went to Windsor Castle and St. George's Chapel, and there we stood right above where Henry VIII, the King of England, was buried. It was astounding to think he's right there, like his body, well, his earthly remains, his bones, they're right down there. Imagine being there, like imagine that being him, far out, that's amazing. And then um, we went to Stratford-upon-Avon, we went into the Anglican church there, and we stood at the front, and. <laughs> right above where William Shakespeare was buried. Imagine that, the bard himself. And we were there and it was weird to be able to think he's like that guy who wrote all those things that I studied at high, he's just there, just there. Now, it was amazing to be so close to people so famous who have influenced history so much. But you can't do that with Jesus. You could go to Jerusalem, right? You could go to the place where the tomb might have been the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Historians think, yes, it was a tomb. Was it Jesus' tomb? That's a bit up for grabs. But if it really was Jesus' actual tomb, nevertheless, it's still empty. There are no bones you can visit. There's no grave you can go to. The question is, what happened to Jesus? We don't have a person who's influenced history or human humanity more than this one. What has happened to him? Well, the witnesses say he rose from the dead. Now, it'll take a little while for the penny to drop, but clearly they say the tomb is empty. He was buried in it, but now he's not. And the witnesses will say he's not here, he has ascended into heaven. Remember uh, Jesus' answer, Mary. In other words, it's me. It's me, I'm personally standing in front of you so that you'll believe that this has happened. And then he said, where's he gone? He said, well, I am ascending to my Father. I'm on my way up to God my Father in heaven. Now, this is a leap, I know, but imagine this Where's Wally Doll was the resurrected Jesus. It's a big leap. It's the only action figure I had, all right? So, (laughs) all right, his first step to his journey being lifted up to his father was to die on the cross, right? According to Jesus in John's gospel, that was his first step in returning to his father. And then he was buried, and his second step was to rise from the dead. He's done step two. There's another one to come when he ascends up into heaven to be with God, his heavenly father, which happened 40 days later. So that's the answer of what happened to Jesus. Now, we can still live, I think, as if, as if we haven't heard that answer. Sometimes, we can live as if he didn't rise again at all. Here's the empty tomb, by the way. Oop, there's the stone that's rolled away. Okay, sometimes we can live as if he didn't rise at all from, from the dead. What do I mean by that? Well, you can Live as if you forget he's alive. You can forget he's, he's real. You can forget he's still the Lord. He's our Lord. You can forget that he's our answer. You can never seek his help. You can never turn to him, never pray his name. We can forget that he promised to come back. And then this is where Jesus' personal answer to Mary speaks so much to us because he speaks a personal answer. He says, Mary, it's me. Take away the unbelief, it's me. It's me, I'm not dead, I've risen. Now, sometimes we can live as if he did rise from the dead, but almost as if he hasn't ascended into heaven. What do I mean by that? We can live as if he's still here, meaning we think that heaven should be now, where Jesus is, right? We can expect that everything should go absolutely perfectly for us, Um, like it will in heaven. And we get so disappointed in Jesus when it doesn't. But we have to remember Jesus' answer to Mary. He is not here, he's risen. And then he said, but I'm ascending, the next step. I'm going to be with my father. So Jesus answered the first question. What happened to Jesus? Well, he is alive, he's risen from the dead, and then he ascended to the father. But then Jesus answers another question too, a question about grief and loss. Okay. We come to the next drawing. Okay. All right. So here we have Mary, and Sophie did a very good look of Mary being. Very, very sad. And here she is, and she is just bereft. Okay, so here is Mary. She is so sad. Um, but this is what I love about this story. She is upset that Jesus' body is missing. She had no idea that Jesus would rise from the dead. And the best that she had, the best hope she could have, was to somehow find where he was buried, or where his body was, then she could give him a proper burial, and then she could sit by his graveside and mourn and grieve. She has a heart, doesn't she? And good on her for loving him so much, right? And if you've lost someone this year, your heart goes out to her. You understand the need to grieve. But the encounter at the same time, we can't help but noticing it's funny. Jesus appears, she doesn't get it. Now, she doesn't realize it's him. She hadn't been expecting it. She thinks he's the gardener. And I don't know, maybe the tears are just sort of, there's a film over her eyes, maybe she's been crying so much there's not, you know, like, who knows, who knows, right? But Jesus appears and he's very gentle and tender in his answer. He just says that one word, Mary. But at the same time, the question he just asked beforehand was at the same time a gentle rebuke. He said, why are you crying? Now, of course, he's not a dunderhead. He knows why she's crying. Um, he knows that she's in grief. He knows that she thinks him dead, and he knows that she misses him, she loved him. And without his seeing his body there, she cannot grieve. Jesus understands all that. But yet he still asks, why are you crying? Isn't that interesting? He had already shown her that he was the Lord of life. He had risen Lazarus from the dead. And he had told his disciples what would happen after he died on the third day I will rise. Mary, close to the disciples, would have heard all this. So his question to her, why are you crying, is really a question of, why why don't you believe? It's a gentle rebuke. And then he's kind to her, isn't he? He just says, Mary, so that she will believe. He just opens her eyes. Now, I think we need to hear Jesus' gentle rebuke. Why are you crying? Why don't you believe? Of course, when someone we love dies, it is right to grieve. There is a place for tears and grief, if that person is very close to you, can take years, decades, can't it? Jesus isn't being unfeeling about loss, but if we can't see beyond death to the hope of the resurrection, if we're just like Mary, where resurrection just isn't on our mind, If the best that we can hope for is to be able to sit at that person's grave and cry, then please hear the gentle, tender challenge of the Lord Jesus. Why are you crying? Remember, if you were here, (laughs) what Jesus said to Martha a few chapters earlier. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though they die. And the one who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? The challenge was there then. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you're sitting here and you are feeling a loss really deeply. A deep loss. Well, I want to say Jesus understands. He wept at Lazarus's tomb. He shares in our humanity. He shares in our grief. It disturbs him. But also, the resurrection does change things for all who believe. He does grant life beyond the grave for all who believe. And the offer is open to all. So you hear his challenge, and you know what we've got to do, don't you? Believe. All right, last question to answer. All right, here we go. Now, what is this? Okay. How do we live now that he's risen? Now. We had an Akubra. For this one, I thought I'd put on a sleeping hat, because often we're asleep on this one, right? We need to wake up, <laughs> right? Okay. How do we live now that he's risen? When Mary realised that Jesus, uh, that it was Jesus who'd risen from the dead, she went and she held on to him and. Here is Jesus' foot, and here is Mary's hands, and she is hanging on to his feet, very tight. (laughs) And there we go. Now, Jesus told her, do not hold on to me. Now, why would he say that? Is it the case that Mary was just squeezing him too tightly and it hurt? No. Was she holding on to him and sort of stopping him ascending like she was an anchor or ballast at the bottom, like a, a terrible rope holding her down? No. No, he wouldn't rise and ascend to heaven, to his heavenly father, for another 40 days. So why did Jesus say, do not hold on to me? Is he saying that he was too holy and too pure now, having re- risen from the dead, too special, too special? for anyone ordinary to touch him. No, because he's about to appear before Thomas, who, one of his disciples, who also doesn't believe, he's a skeptic, and he'll say, Thomas, touch me. Put your hands here. Feel me, it's me, it's me, I've risen from the dead. So, it's not that she's holding him too tightly. It's not that she's weighing him down from ascending to his father. It's not that he's too holy and pure. It was more that her holding him was stopping her doing what she now needed to do. Because Jesus told her, I want you, I want you to go. I want you to tell the good news. (laughs) Okay, he said, go instead, go instead to my brothers and tell them I am going to the father. And he's, he's saying, you've got to go and tell them that because I haven't gone yet, but that news needs spreading. Don't hold on to me, instead go and tell them. And so she let Jesus go and she went and she told them what, Mary, uh, what Jesus had told her to say. Plus she added in the news, I've seen the Lord as, as you would. Okay. Now this speaks to us today. Sometimes I think we can hold on to this life as if this is all there is. We can be like Mary, just holding on to the whole lot. But Jesus has risen and he says, this is actually news of hope. This is an answer which deserves to be shared. Now today, it may be that you will go after today and you'll go and spend time with your family and friends. If they are believers and you are a believer, Um, I'm suggesting you encourage them with the news that Jesus has risen. And maybe you're thinking, well, I don't really know what that means for me. Well, Jesus gives an answer, doesn't he? When he told Mary where he was going, he says, I am going to my father and Kids, can you guess it? I think someone was yawning then. (laughs) Your father, that's right. I'm going to my father and to your father, to my God and to your God. It's the only time in John's Gospel where Jesus speaks like this, after the resurrection from the dead. Now, of course, uh, it had been true that the Lord had been the, the God of others, you know, his followers beforehand, but now he, explicitly says it, don't hold on to me, I'm going to my father and to your father, to my God and to your God. In other words, when Jesus rose up to heaven, this was good news not just for himself, but he rose to lift us up there with him. Meaning that if we bond ourselves to him in faith, his God becomes our God, his father becomes our father because we are in him, he in us, where is he now? He is in heaven with his heavenly father, meaning spiritually speaking for every believer in Jesus, that's where you are too. You have a relationship with God, your heavenly father. So if you meet with uh, around lunch today uh, with other um, believers, and if this is you, then you can encourage them. Uh, this is what Jesus' resurrection means for you. Maybe if you're a believer and you meet with people who who are still thinking it through, You can tell them at church you were encouraged with the good news that Jesus had risen from the dead. Good news not just for him but also for us. Okay, Because here is an answer to the hopelessness of the world when there's so much death and suffering. When Mary was in tears and she was unable to see through them, Jesus spoke her name. And suddenly she knew that Jesus' resurrection was good news for her. It was the life-changing moment for her. We have such a solid hope in the resurrection because of it. It's news to be believed, it's news to be shared. Um, Let's pray. Our loving and gracious Father, thank you so much for the news that Jesus has risen from the dead. We thank you that this gives us great hope. We praise you that it is an answer, an answer to the question of what happened to Jesus an answer to the question of our grief and our loss that we experience in this life. And also, finally, you know, an answer to how do we live now? Help us to live in light of this wonderful news which changes our life. And we pray it in Jesus' name, amen.
3: We
0: are going to stand and sing a song uh, that proclaims this good news that we have heard. Uh, Our Redeemer, Christ our Lord, lives. He has risen. Let's stand and sing.
2: says if we confess our sins God is faithful and just and will forgive us. Let's respond to God in confession together using the words on the screen. Almighty God, our heavenly Father, we praise you for adopting us as your children and giving us the gift of life in your Son Jesus Christ. Yet we still fail to love you with all our heart or serve you as we ought. We have sinned against you in thought, in word, in the wrong we've done and in the good we haven't done. We deserve to be punished. Only you can save us. Father, forgive us. Wipe out our sins and teach us to forgive others. Help us to live with you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Uh, Thanks, Richard.
4: Morning all. Um. Uh, you might notice today my prayers are a little bit repetitive but uh, some things are worth being said more than once so um, please pray with me. Our risen Lord Jesus, we worship you this day because you have conquered death by your resurrection. Darkness is gone because the sun is risen. Jesus, you are a risen saviour. Thank you that we have peace with God by grace through faith in your finished work. In Jesus, we have peace in our hearts and minds in the midst of a crooked generation. We pray that as you reign in our hearts, you will overflow in our lives so that we will also be faithful witnesses to the truth of your glorious gospel. Lord, in your sacrifice, we have been acquitted of all our sin. With you as our righteousness, we are justified, fully adopted, and into your family for all eternity. You have delivered us from darkness, granted us a glorious inheritance with the saints in light, a relationship that's beyond value. Through this one great act, everything you promised has been fulfilled, from all the writings and prophecy of the Old Testament through to the complete payment for the penalty of all of our transgressions and sin against you. Lord, we may now boldly approach you, knowing that your love and forgiveness is ours. Heavenly Father, you are sovereign and the majestic creator of all this world and everything in it. Open our eyes to see you in your greatness and temper our faith to trust you. In faith, help us to see that in our own strength we are bankrupt when considered against your infinite worth. Again, Lord, we give you praise for the great sign of new life, the resurrection of your son, Jesus. The sadness and despair that occurred with his death has given way to a bright promise of eternity. Lord, Jesus' resurrection is our guarantee that justice will triumph over evil, light will overcome darkness, and that love has conquered death. As we rejoice, we also remember your grace to us. We ask you help us to live out the promise given to us by imitating our life in Jesus, reaching out to others as we strive to be enabled to all we meet. Change our lives, change our hearts to be messengers of the Easter joy and hope. Make our prayer Jesus Christ, that he is risen now and Lord forever. Heavenly Father, thank you that no one is beyond your hand and that it's your desire to save people in Christ. You are ready and willing to use anyone whose heart is open. For those of us who have experienced grief and disappointment in this world, please act as the shepherd to call us. Jesus, you are the bridge for us to know God as Father. Increase our love for you and help us by faith to live by faith and not sight. Thank you that your word is trustworthy and true and that through Jesus we have all been born anew. For our church, help us to build us as living stones into the spiritual house that is the body of Jesus. Raise leaders among us who will be seen to be doing your will and to be guiding all those who are in need. Lord, your favour is free and it's infinitely worth trusting. Help us to walk by faith, to be called worthy of the Lord, to be called worthy of the Gospel and worthy of our calling so that we may act in a way that reflects your glorious nature. Send your Holy Spirit to grow us in love and an eagerness in life that honours and delights you. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.